Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here again with another edition of Oilers Live. We're coming on Wednesday, post-Washington game uh, for a little hockey talk after an exciting Oilers win, 5-3. to three. Lots happening in that game, lots, lots of good things, lots of bad things, lots to talk about. Thinking uh, just before we started tonight that it's great to, you know, have some things to complain about during a point streak like the one we're putting together. Um, you know, winning games makes everything better. That's for sure. But still some things we can talk about tonight. In fact, there's uh, still some holes in this Oilers team that I think uh, can be fixed. And uh, with the squad that we have, of course, I'm still not convinced uh, Koskinen is the answer. So I'm going to say that. And in the meantime, I'm going to introduce my two guests tonight from Straight Off the Pipe podcast, which you find on the Heavy Hockey Network. And if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter or wherever, go to youtube.ca slash heavy hockey, hit the subscribe button, hit a like, make some comments, join us live, uh, typically Tuesdays and Sundays, but lately we've been going post game. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, so let's start with Mr. Dursa, first man over in the middle. What uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, give me something good, something bad, and uh, just some observation. Yeah, um, well, we scored first, so that's a that's that's a good start. Scored second, scored third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, then then we kind of let the Capitals into the game with a couple of mistakes by our RD, um, and and then you know it's it's three two and it's sort of game on and. Um, I thought Miko had a pretty good game, gave, gave us a chance to win, um, was better than the guy that started for the Capitals. And then the, the guy that came in in, in relief uh, did a pretty good job for, for the Capitals, you know, when uh, basically the rest of the game was giving up anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, a couple of uh, a, short, a shorty and then a couple of empty net goals and, and that kind of sealed the deal. Um, I got a question for both of you, I guess, as how will end is. Oh, uh, it's Dursa's show now. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no where's the, where'd the yeah. question part come from? <laughs> All right. Uh, have, you, have either of you got, have either of you guys been bench checked? Cause I, I, I never was. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, no, I haven't, but uh, yeah, I've taken some big, I've been bench life. checked and I bench checked myself getting chased by a goalie. <laughs> skated all the way across the red line chasing me across the ice and I jumped into our own bench and yeah. then we fought over our, the boards uh, while the goalie was on the ice and he got suspended 99 games 99 eh? <laughs> glad you asked that question I've fallen into the bench yeah does that count <laughs> yeah many times that's called yeah. a game that ends in why for you there <laughs> that's right that's right Damn. Scott Hart no it's like he bear down he bear down <laughs> oh man yeah only one time with the skate guard still on into the ice <laughs> yeah Oh man, the only you only need to learn that once. Although some people learn. Do I get to answer? Questions. He bears question. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what do you for the Come rest on, of Dash. us? Yeah. 
Well, your... he's got the floor. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thought on the game? That's smug. Something That's good, smug something look. bad, an observation. Yeah, that first goal is a good start. Um, that's, I would say, three good starts in three games with Evander Kane, to be honest. Uh, first goal in two out of the three, and I thought we all played the um, the sends in the game where we didn't score first. But um, So that, yeah, definitely nice to see. Uh, that said, I think the Capitals looked like a team that played back-to-backs and played overtime last night and are missing their four best players. Um, you know, they started slow, which opened the door for that fast start. But, you know, it's about time the others capitalized on something like that, I'd say. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I would have to agree with Dursa. Um, My bad, I think, would probably be, uh, you know what, I got a couple. Um, you know, if I'm throwing darts, um, Duncan Keith struggled again tonight, for sure. I think the defense as a whole is still looking too leaky, uh, still giving up way too many high danger scoring chances. Uh, I still hold my breath when Barry's on the ice. Um, Fogel had the lowest ice time uh, on the team tonight. I think he was at six something. Uh, he's really been fighting it. I thought since he was given the demotion off of the first line, um, he hasn't scored since December 18th. I think JP has looked the same kind of um, just off since, you know, he hasn't scored in 11. He hasn't looked good. And maybe since he got COVID to be honest, Um so I'm not sure if they're fighting something there and I don't know what to say about Cassian. He, he's just still sucks. So <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, That's yeah. about it. Overall, <laughs> overall observations. What I talked about Every, the start. Come on. All, all those guys suck shit, but the special teams are good. Well, and I said the start was good, and I said that, you know, that's kind of how the game went. It was was, uh, a good first seven minutes, and then uh, the last ten minutes of the game were good. Um, They kind of fell asleep in the second period, and I don't know, maybe they got shocked by the goaltender change and that whole momentum shift. But, yeah, good special teams, 100% on the power play, 100% on the penalty kill. So, you know, tough to complain. I'm in a nude. Outstanding. Hey, on PK. Except for that shift when, or except for those two shifts when Cassian was out with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm I not mean, kidding. But here, I mean, on, on the penalty on. kill, though, I mean, they have been, they've been premier penalty killers. Your natural stat trick, natural stat trick for the game. The Oilers had over 50%. Um, the Nuge Hyman line with, Derek Ryan had almost a 50% Corsi. They had a 55% Fenwick. That <laughs> the Cassian Hyman Nugent Hopkins three minutes and 30 second experiment had a 22% Corsi and a 14% Fenwick. <laughs> oh man. Cassian shouldn't see shouldn't see at top two lines ever. Not this year, not the way he's playing. I'm in a nudge. You're going to start to make me look good on my prediction for shorties this year, Durst, that you had me answer at the beginning of the year. I can't remember how many I said we'd get six or something like that, but I think they're at three halfway through. Yeah. And they've got, they get a chance every time. Like yeah. it feels like once a game, they, um, they find a way. Durst, yeah. Durst's uh, video must be frozen. He's snake bitten. I think I yelled at him. He's uh, he's crying on the inside. Now he's like, I don't know. Should I say something? I haven't been asked the question yet. (laughs) I wanted to ask to yell at me. 
<laughs> All right, go ahead, Durst. You start asking the questions. <laughs> when am I ever intimidated by you yelling at me? Hey, hey, hey well, <laughs> welcome to Oilers Live. This is your host, Mike Dursa. Uh, the, the one penalty kill, it was like Hyman against it against the whole team. We kind of went into uh, yeah. Washington's end, kind of went around the net, came back out through the blue line, went back around. He, he was uh, he was a one man wrecking crew. Uh, yeah, him and Nuge definitely have some chemistry now, and it was nice to see them get rewarded with a, a shorty there. And then uh, Nuge kind of topped it off with a empty net goal there to, to seal it. I, I kind of made a, a joke on Twitter there with uh, Nuge ices it with a Top Gun uh, Iceman GIF with a you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're kind of fun to watch on the PK and. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, um, a Picasso tonight, but it was a game they needed to win. There, there was a lot of caps out of the lineup, but, uh, you know, you didn't, didn't kind of uh, let them take over and, and take, take the game away. You, you did what you needed to do and got the win and kind of go into the all-star, all-star break on a little bit of a high. Um, I don't know what happens, you know, in five days if we uh, end up seeing Mike Smith back in the oh, I think we will, yeah. Buzz, Sounds but, like doctors uh, have him yeah. So. yeah. so how many times did – okay, there's a couple of recurring themes in the media right now. One is the crazy amount of depth that we have now that all of a sudden Kane's on the team. Oh, keep talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it, right? Yeah, and now the Kane other – Kane has just other produced today, this miracle amount of depth that drove me nuts was uh and it only drives me nuts because this is not the way they talk about the oilers but the the capitals are without ovechkin and uh vanacek and that and you keep hearing that right like ah well you know they don't have their top guy and their top goalie holy shit like honestly like they don't they don't uh what did i say dash like a, <laughs> clearly stage left. It takes a lot to keep this guy interested. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, uh, he'll have to catch up. That'd be hard for him. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can pretty much say whatever the hell we want right Here now. Here you guys still. Oh, Pick up man. the pace. Show some emotion here, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, okay, so stay interested. I don't know. So everybody, like, they're all talking about OV and Vanacek being out, right? Like, you know, the Oilers have <laughs> spent half the season without anybody, right? Like, without their top goalie or anything. But you don't, oh, the Oilers are coming into this game without their top goalie. Nobody said shit like that. For They just talked about that we don't have a good goalie, but. But, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you heard it all game, though, that the others are yeah. playing the third string goalie of the Capitals. Like, I don't know. Isn't Koskinen kind of our third string goalie? Yeah, I did something. I screwed something up here. I lost you guys. <laughs> that was funny. All right. Sorry. You're back. I heard you. I heard you. But the, you, you must have like straight off the pipes, uh, original, um, oh. you know, uh, guy there running, running the tech rookie side tonight. I'm a rookie here. Some kind of bloody podcast is this? Damn. <laughs> hey. Okay. Yeah. I know we're, we're going to talk some Oilers hockey, but did you see Kadri is like right up there with multi point games with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Austin Matthews? 
Kadri. Wow. I, think, I think that says a little bit more about Connor and Leon having a little bit of a struggle than it, <laughs> it really, yeah, it yeah, really yeah, does maybe. about Kadri, but Kadri's yeah. having a hell of a No, Kadri's having a hell of a says a lot about Kadri's line mates, too. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy is good if he can keep his nose out of trouble, right? Like, like Kane, right? Like, same. I mean, he's, uh, you know, Kadri's always been a great player. In fact, if he had just sort of kept out of the suspension area, he could have helped the team last year uh, in the playoffs. Um, he's, yeah, he's just, he's a good player. He just seems to, you know, do stupid things at the exact wrong time. Like he could, he could go this year with a hundred points and then find a way to get suspended for the first round of the playoffs because that's the kind of timing the guy has. I mean, I almost, I, yeah. I almost wonder if that part of his game has kind of uh, went into the into the fire a little bit. Like he he's been pretty good for a while here. I think you know he's had a hell of has a he season. been suspended in Colorado? Since yeah, yeah, he got suspended, he suspended in the yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, last year he he okay. cost them the playoffs last year. Like if he was in the lineup, I really think they they would have gone further than they did. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, anyway, kind of his calling card, isn't it? It is right. Like just some guys can't seem to get their shit together at the right time. Right. Like they're, you know, some talented players and, and can't get their shit together, but the line of wanting to be intense and <laughs> well, for sure. Kind of he almost killed, and he almost killed Justin fall. Hey, how do you know you're on a, on a point streak? You're not always talking about the Oilers. <laughs> right you got you can take a moment and sit back and talk about yeah. somebody else like okay you know let's uh but let's talk about this game because there's some um, there's a lot of good things to know and you know last game or last um, post game I went off on Tippett because we've always had this depth we've always had the capability to play Nuge on the third line um, there's some guys that need to pick up their game, obviously Fogel being one of them. You mentioned that Cassian being another, I thought shore has been good and sure. Um, holy shit. This is going to, it's going to be like pick the pack of pickled peppers. Sure. Everybody's been shitting on shore, uh, most of the <laughs> season, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> he sell shore shits by the seashore. Yeah. I mean, I like, uh, man, you know, I just, there's just a couple guys that are hanging on right now that, that, um, need to do something. I thought Ryan had a great, you know, great game. If you, if for those that are tuning in, if you haven't yet go on to, um, youtube.ca slash heavy hockey, our guy, Josh from tough call pod, uh, put the, uh, fourth line last game's fourth line shift by shift, which was Derek Ryan, um, uh, cloud and, um, and sure, right? Was it sure? Guys, yeah, come on, mm-hmm. help me out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He put them uh, shift by shift out and uh, well worth the watch. He, he broke it down quite nicely. Um, he should be a video guy for the Oilers. He'd, uh, you know, he'd be, um, he'd be valuable to them given what we've seen them do. And then they broke that line up. Uh, he, he's in agreement. Josh is in agreement that they should you know, with Tippett and that they should have um, promoted those guys. And McLeod looked great. I thought with dry What'd you guys think of that? Yeah. Pairing today. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Reminded me of Taylor Hall flying down his wing back when Dry Seidel was paired with him, where he was kind of like, here, you transport the puck, but then give it back to me once we're over the blue line. Yeah. Yeah. And and McLeod's got a sneaky good pass, right? Like he's um, you know, he's got some skill that I don't know that we've really seen developed yet. Like, um, and that's just, you know, go go back to the Tippett thing. Tippett hasn't given him the opportunity. He's finally giving him the opportunity. And and in fairness, McLeod's earned it, right? Like he's he's put together game after game and looked really good. Um, what do you guys like? What did you guys think of the lines today? What would you make any changes? Maybe Durst? Yeah, I I'm not seeing much of anything out of Zach Cassian anymore. Like I I don't know. I thought you could I was, we could this I would, people are thinking this podcast is recorded now <laughs> like you could have said that for the past two years yeah, yeah like, second, i would have heard thought, this before yeah i would have thought event evander kane lighting up the hits like i think he had seven tonight um looks like almost like the second coming of ryan smith tipping tipping pucks and and got another one off a off a redirect you know uh, and, and played a, a physical game he gets bench checked comes out of that some guys would snap and lose it and take a penalty just because they don't want to be embarrassed going into the bench. But he just kind of looked around and, and went off and, you know, it doesn't seem like he got his bell rung and, and kind of goes to the room at the end of the second period there. And everybody's thinking he's got a separated shoulder comes up for the third. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like he's getting animated, like he's kind of focused, but still playing a, a physical brand of hockey. And um, McDavid kind of gets run. Yamamoto goes and answers uh, Hathaway there with a couple of cross checks. And then yeah. Kane at, Kane's right there, but doesn't take a penalty. Like it was Yamo that went to the box. After that, you know, Cassian's lucky he didn't go to the penalty box uh, swinging his stick at, at Hathaway there. And that's about all I saw out of him was, was that little, you know, almost uh, retaliatory to a penalty that already happened on a play that happened before. You know, he doesn't drop the gloves, doesn't get into a fight, but um, tries to engage and nobody nobody t- takes the, you know, takes him on. And that was about all I saw from him tonight. There wasn't a lot out there that was good. So I'm, I'm wondering, you know, people are wondering where the spot comes uh, for Dylan Holloway. Well, I think that's probably where it comes. So you think, uh, think they dropped Cassian. Uh, Bryce on YouTube says, um, I, I assume this is in response to the Kane uh, discussion. I think he's trying to be on his best behavior. I think we'd agree with that. Uh, Dash, your thoughts on the lines tonight? Like, Is this something you'd like to see going forward? Some changes maybe you'd make? How do you look at it? I'd like to see Zach Cassian in the press box. Um, you look at the... You look at all the individual on ice shifts for the Oilers um, for this particular game here. And Cassian had a 35% Corsi and a 28% Fenwick. His Corsi is 15 points lower than anybody else on the team for this game. So basically whoever he played with, he brought down heavily. Um, he was on the ice for three shots for nine shots against, um, high danger scoring chances. Uh, he was on the ice for two, four, none against. I don't like that at all. Um, I thought the line of, um, a cloud dry side of was good. 
Um, they're kind of that same load that they, you know, to handle kind of like when Fogel's on that left wing. Um, I don't know if Fogel got benched for disciplinary reasons or if he, you know, snagged an injury partway through the game, but I would have liked to have seen him stick on that uh, second line or, um, yeah, I think other than that, um, I don't mind what he's doing. I like how they're rolling out the three and four lines. So uh, it's about time Tippett could do that and is doing it more often. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I like that. plays die on Fogel's stick when, when we cross the blue line. Yeah, he's not Eric Belanger, but I do notice that. he's. I mean, he's trying to hold on to it, right? Like, um, I don't – I think it was DeBrusque mentioned. I mean, you got to get it in deep there, right? Especially, um, especially if you're playing fourth line, right? Like you got to play like a fourth liner, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe if you're playing with Drysidel and McDavid, you can try to dipsy it in, but and and hope that you know they're going to be there for support. But the whole, you know, the whole idea of being on the fourth line is get it in deep, you know, just you know, just like Josh's, uh, you know, breakdown of what the fourth line did right against the senators, right. Get it in deep, you know, keep the puck, play a possession game, uh, get off the ice with possession, let your stars do the work. Right. And that's, you know, that's, uh, that's a successful fourth line game. Uh, Look at, you know, the guy, you guys are talking about Holloway for Cassian. Why not Benson? Like that's a guy that, you know, that's a guy that plays a role, right? Like right. I, we've, we've right all now. been asking him, we've all been asking for him to maybe see some top line minutes, like, you know, one or two it's, it's somewhere. And I, and I'm all for that. I think that's too, but you know what mm-hmm. I love about Benson is he's the kind of guy that's come out and played and done exactly what you've asked of him. You put him on the third and fourth line. He plays like a third and fourth liner and he's and- not, he's not a third and fourth liner. That's not his career ever. Like he's Benson. never been, but he's been doing what's been asked of him. And I got to ben- respect that. Benson plays every shift and his whole shift like Cassian does when he's five feet away from hitting somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, Benson that- hits guys as hard as Cassian hits the boards. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, sk- he skates, he gives you, he gives you what he has and, and he, and he's a lot he's, like the games he was playing. He was a lot more physical. Yeah, you know, I think he's uh, he took a couple of bad penalties one game. One and a couple of them, you know, I did that little video if you remember. They were a little bit dramatic. Uh, they, it could have been called an unsportsmanlike on the other team as well. But you know, outside of that, I like I think he takes those kind of penalties when he does because he's playing hard. And I got a lot of respect for a guy that is playing hard and is taking penalties like that. As long as you know. As long as it's not costing you every game, whereas I, I'm not sure. And, and Mike, you hit it on the head. Like, what's Cassian bringing to the team now? He almost took a penalty tonight, right? And there's, you know, I know that the Washington power play almost seemed like a benefit to us tonight. But uh, having said that, you just can't, you know, you can't play with fire, right? And Cassian has a history, uh, you know, a long history of taking calls at bad times and. And uh, right now, this team doesn't need that. You know, they need. Uh, I I I want to like Cassian, like that. Uh, the playoffs there in 2017, uh, he was a wrecking ball, and you know he played a hell of a game. 
or hell of a series, uh, the first think, series, and, and but he's just not doing it. I think we all maybe want should to- shave those Wolverine sideburns back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all want him to resurrect that you know San Jose series kind of form, but how long do you wait? Yeah, been too long. It has been too long. Okay, you know we're talking about Cassian. What about Yamamoto? I, I saw it today. Um, I mean, it's hard. You're hard pressed to find a positive, sweet tweet from Spectre, but but Spectre's got a good point here, which is uh, a lot of talk on how Yamamoto had worked so hard all summer long in a shot. I don't see it, and he's right. Although Yamo had a couple of he had a couple of nice shots tonight. I thought he. I mean those. Those couple of shots are more shots than we've seen from him in a long time, uh, but he's not getting it done. Uh, do you keep him on that top line for another round? Or I mean, we've we've got five days off, so you know we'll see what happens. But what do you do with Yamo in this uh, this instance? Like, do you keep him up there? Like, I don't know. Or do you give somebody? Maybe that's where you put Slot Benson in. He's uh, although he's a lefty, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's lefty. Yamo's a righty. I think you keep doing what your top players keep telling you they want, and McDavid and Drysaitel want Yamamoto on their wing. Yeah, your thoughts, Mike? It's that I'm up for a nice one timer there. Just didn't go in. Yeah, um, I mean, he he had some good shots tonight. I thought. I, I it's funny that that should be Specter's tweet tonight because, you know, I thought Yamo Yamo made some made some good chances, you know, you, you want him to do, that's the kind of thing he should be doing every night. And I, I don't know where he's the specters, right. About one thing. I mean, you heard a lot about him <laughs> in the off season, practic- practicing his shot. He was going to shoot more. He was going to shoot more, going to shoot more. And then, you know, we're just dying here waiting for him to shoot more. Um, I, there's I, a I lot of things to like about his game. Like there's very few people that are, uh, you know, like him on the puck in the in the corner, right? But probably earns himself another game after coming to Connor's aid too. Um, after that little uh, body check there, um, I think if you are gonna do something there, you you can look at you know dusting off uh, Brendan Perlini and, and giving him a shot up there again too. Yeah, we've got Cassian in, and we've got no Perlini. We've got is Perlini injured? I don't think so. No. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think we've seen enough of Sevier to, to really feel like he, you know, I think putting him on waivers was probably a reasonable thing. Uh, it'd be great to have Archie in, wouldn't it? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Right now, you know, I mean, um, I haven't thought about him for, uh, 40 games. Well, most every night I cry myself to sleep for poor Archie. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, no, I, I would love to have that guy can hit like, he's just, he's like, uh, he's like Cassian, the size of Yamamoto, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, the biggest hit I've ever seen was Archibald. It was a flyers game. And I was, I, I rarely ever sit. It was the, the flyers game, uh, I was at, and I was down ice level, almost like about four rows up. And uh, it was the one where um, where Connor had uh, ten flyers all strapped to his mm. back, and he still scored the goal. I was right there, like maybe ten meters away from that. Uh, but during that game, uh, Archibald came in. I don't know who he plastered against the 
against the boards. But I remember like it might have been one of the biggest hits I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was I didn't even know it was Archibald. I was just like, bang. And everybody in the everybody in the uh, like the few rows there, they all like jump back like, holy shit, what was that? <laughs> and then, and then uh, like when Surrey hit the glass with a shot. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. No, but, exactly. but it's Archibald. Oh, man, it was huge. And then he skates away and I'm like, that was Archibald like that's man. That guy can. He can level people, and he and he did it. And the couple of fights he's been in, he's he's been pretty good. And man, I you know I really like that guy. It's just too bad about the whole uh, COVID thing and the myocarditis and all that uh, stuff. But yeah. yeah, would have been great to have him in the lineup this year. But alas, he's not. Um, all right, uh, Samsonov on Holland's radar uh, for a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a great dressing room reputation. <laughs> I guess that's the theme for the Oilers, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Look, the guy, the kid is Russian, down. and Ovechkin yells at him on the ice and screams at him, telling him, "Oh man, get his head in the game." So I'm not sure, but I mean, he was the the savior for Washington that allowed them to move Holtby, and now he's a backup. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, <laughs> he's been. He's been something else that uh, is, I mean, tonight he was kind of a bit of our savior. It was nice to get um, that um, dry sidle tip was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? I mean, I yeah. don't, I don't think they spent enough time on just how sweet that little tip was. Uh, you know, keep and go with him and CC too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, McLeod started that off, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good to get uh, McLeod on there. I really, I'm really loving McLeod on the on with Dry Sidle, and and it's just funny that you know a lot of this stuff fans have been screaming for all year, right? You know, and and um, now we're getting it. In fact, it's not even been just one year; it's been a couple of years, right? Like you yeah. immediately get you know some depth if you put Nuge back on his own line. The addition of Hyman is really where the depth comes in. We keep talking about Kane. That's added depth. But when we added Hyman, what you know, at the beginning of the season, the question I have is is all like I remember they'd asked Drysaddle and McDavid and all that. They said, What do you think of the forward depth? This is as deep as it's been since we've been here. <laughs> right? Like, what the heck? you know, is it? Because we're told we're told about halfway through what the season so far that the Oilers have no depth. I just think that's bullshit. I think the depth has always been there. We're just now playing it the right way. And I look, Kane has been, uh, and you know, I grudgingly say it because I, you know, I'm not the character of the guy I'm not keen on, but he's been, an, he's been a nice ad. Uh, the last yep. two games. That first game, he was a little bit slow to be expected, but I thought he played a hell of a game tonight. He, you know, he was in it. He he kept his cool when he got popped into the bench. Um, you know, of course, he you know he did uh, a couple of cross checks there on Hathaway, but I don't know. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. There, right? If he didn't do it, people would be yelling for his head. Like, why would we get the guy if he's not sticking up for McDavid? And if he did. He does do it, and people are well. That's a stupid penalty to take, right? You know, so a little bit of both there. 
Um, I don't know. What do you think of the refereeing tonight? Mike? I didn't mind it. They let him go. Uh, they let him go. Yeah, I can handle that. Uh, I, don't, I don't like the ticky-tack stuff. If it if you earn your penalties, you earn your penalties, you know. Uh, they could have called a few more calls, but they, they let him play. And you know what? I think both teams can handle that. I was all right with it. I think Washington would probably complain about the refereeing more than the Oilers <laughs> in this one, to be honest. Like, Nuge got away with one. Hyman got away with one. You mentioned Cassie and swinging his stick at uh, Hathaway. Um, dry saddle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he checked somebody's luggage there. So, um, I thought uh, I thought it was kind of in our favor for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Although I did uh, feel like when the Hyman call didn't happen, I just had that sense that they were going to come back and score in mm-hmm. in that uh, same same sequence, and of course they did. It just felt like one of those calls that was destined to not uh, happen and not be good for us. Uh, Oilers respond well, uh, being down like after they well not they were never down tonight, I guess, but um, after the comeback, uh, does this show maybe a different mental attitude for the team? No, no, you don't think so? No. I think they're starting to get a little bit better at goaltending so they don't just fall apart when when uh, things go awry. So why, like, why not, Dash? Like, you'd think, I mean, normally what would happen in that instance in the past, you know, prior to the last five games is, is uh, Washington would tie it up and, and we'd lose the game somehow or find a way to lose it. We didn't do that tonight, though. Not tonight. It doesn't mean that we didn't against the Rangers and New Jersey. And we're still going to have our fair share of them. We're, we're going to lose some of those and we're going to win some of those. You know, we talk about puck luck and, and, you know, I think we had a little bit of it tonight with, with some pucks bouncing and, you know, maybe that's come back into our game a little bit. Um, you know, I think uh, an improvement on the special teams has come back into our game a little bit. Like I said, uh, to start off the show, I think maybe we've had a good good start in the last three games. But the the fundamental things aren't changing. Koskinen was okay. Okay. He wasn't awesome. Um, I still think that our, our secondary defenseman when Darnell Nurse isn't on the ice is not good. I mean, we just won a game and, and CeCe and Keith were weren't good tonight um the pair i think had three high danger scoring chances for and 14 against or something as a pairing we're spend a lot of time struggling in their own end um and and maybe the biggest issue of all is this team hasn't put in a full 60 minutes since evander kane was a thrasher (laughs) like it's been longer than I can remember since we've, you know, there's I one game this year, maybe. I think that 2-1 win against the Canucks about three months ago. I remember thinking we had pace the entire <laughs> game. And I don't know. I, I think that the key problems still exist and whether this was an improvement in culture or improvement in confidence or whatever, nah, maybe, but it's just the ebbs and flow of hockey. That's my answer. And this was just one of the ebbs and flows. Sound like an old man. <laughs> Damn you, clouds! Yeah, I've been spending some time with with low tide and we've been, we've been yelling. Yeah, I, you know what? I I I agree and disagree. I mean, I you know, 
you make your own luck in hockey, right? Play hard, you make your own luck, right? Like they, you know, Nuge and and um, and Hyman there, they you know they've been playing hard. They they deserve that, and and they got it right. They got that shorty there. I I I just don't think they, you know, the Oilers. Uh, they stuck to their game plan when it came to the special teams, the PK, and they could have folded, you know, there and, and they could have done some things. I just don't, I think, you know, I think that you get to this point where, you know, you're losing games that that's the kind of thing that it just, it just keeps rolling against you. Right. The fact that we scored first again is a good sign. Right. It kind of when we as soon as we scored first, I think everybody in Oilers land sort of breathes a sigh of relief. And with the understanding that we're we're a good team if we've got the lead. Right. But most teams are right. I think most teams with the lead, you know, can can do great things. I'm I'm 100 percent. There's people that are saying today, uh, even Rashog. um had said, you know, Koskinen's been good. I wasn't, you know, I've still not, um, I, like, let's be fair. I, you know, every time the puck gets shot on Koskinen and they beat him <laughs> top glove a couple times tonight and just, just missed, right? Schultz, uh, Schultz just about beat him on that one. And, uh, um, uh, what's his Go name? figure Schultz yeah. getting a point versus the Oilers. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You know, I mean, he, and that, and even that goal that he let in, uh, on the Barry deflection, that's like, that's just bad reflex, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Barry was straight in front of the net and that went in. Koskinen had time to react to that. Like he's, he just, he's a big goalie that, uh, I don't think is, you know, as, as fast as uh, some of the other guys whose size, but yeah, Mike, your thoughts. I mean, you, what do you think? You, like, is the team turned a bit of a corner on the mental side? They didn't find a way to lose it. And I, I you know, you, you score a shorthanded goal to basically win the game. I mean, that means you're, you're a bit of a lucky goal. You're working hard. Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, you, you got to be there. Right. And for, two guys on, on the PK to be in the right position uh, to be pushing the attack and, and there to bang home a rebound. That means you're, you're putting a lot of offensive uh, pressure on, on a power play. Um, so I, I, I would, I don't know if I'd call that luck or more hard work. You're, you're going to the net. I mean, it's easy for that second forward on, on a PK to bail out and go protect the house. He didn't, he went to the net and, and finished it off. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, in, if if they didn't have a confidence about them, uh, they probably wouldn't go all out on a, on a PK to, to score that goal. You know, you'd, you'd kind of peel off and, and just try to walk this thing into overtime and get a point and go for that extra one. Um, pushing for offense on, on the PK uh, is a little bit of a different uh, switch. And, uh, and I'd like to see more of that. Um, I don't know. You know, they're, <laughs> this game... It, it could have went the other way. Washington ties it. They've got all the momentum and, and you find a way to take it back and, and, and win the game. And, um, you know, with Washington having a depleted lineup for them to end up tied on the second night of a back-to-back, it, it probably was an emotional boost for them. And, and we kind of stomped that out. And I, I think it's a, it's a good win. I mean, people can throw it out saying they didn't have Ovechkin 
you know, and, and missing a couple other players. But how many games did we uh, drop when we were missing players? And we, we can't use that as an excuse. And I'm sure Washington doesn't want to use that as an excuse. It's an NHL game. You want to you want to win every game. And uh, I'm glad we uh, found a way to get this one. And, you know, now it's kind of a reset mentally and go to the all-star break for McDavid and Dreisaitl and come back and, and try to, you know, approach what's going to be a, a, a sprint to the finish with, you know, games almost every other night uh, for the next 40 nights when they come back. So. So playoff stretch starts yeah. now almost, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it really does. I mean, there's just too many people ahead of the Oilers and they're, you know, it's like the Oilers put together and, you know, it's what six points in a six games with points in a row and uh, they still haven't moved. Right. Like they're still in the same yeah. spot uh, in the wild card spot. And it's because everybody else is winning too. Right. Like they're not, um, you know, we gained a point out of this whole, time on calgary right um like that the fact that we lost you know in in overtime the other night was a big deal in that (laughs) little battle with calgary right and they're gonna you know they're playing a gimme tonight in arizona although they say that and they (laughs) arizona beat colorado of all teams last night but you know it's um it's it's just it's it's still we're on the outside looking in uh, what's our, uh, where are we at from a points percentage, uh, standpoint in the, um, in the conference, I'm just going to do a little search here. We just leapfrogged the sharks here. So, uh, yeah. And, and we've got four games in hand on, on them, but, uh, we, we, so points one. percentage we're we're right up in, uh, six, seven, eight in that range. They were all pretty close. Pardon me. But, you know, I mean, it's still there's still a lot of hockey left i just the thing that scares me the most is a you know it we just haven't heard enough about the goaltending situation right like there's been a few rumors out there there was there was a couple of days where it was really hot you know seemed like something was imminent and people were talking about it and then all of a sudden we've won you know five six in a row and and uh does it become like is Holland thinking uh, maybe we're all right with what we got right and I don't need to give up too much you know like you know if if we had lost two or three out of the last uh six you know maybe the you know the heat to get a goalie is a little bit you know harder and faster and maybe what we give up is a little bit more my concern with Holland is you know he plays this He's he's so patient, <laughs> right? Almost to a fault. Not a like, good gambler. Yeah, like he, you know, he he goes if you you know if you win six, he doesn't see the you know intrinsic problems with the Oilers, right? Like he, you know, he'll see he'll say, "Well, we won six, so everything must be good." Hands off. I'm just going to leave it alone, right? Where there are there are uh, GMs in the league where they could win six, but see what the problems are on an organization and still make a big move to, to change that. He's not that guy. And so my concern here is now that we've got, you know, six games with points in a row, um, you know, is his desire to go out and get a goalie maybe diminished a little bit 
especially given that we've got Mike Smith coming back. But we all know that Smith could be, you know, back on the IR in a period of hockey, right? Like that's that's the scary part. Good. Yeah. They almost should have played him tonight if he was ready, so that if he got dinged up, he had five days to rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's funny with him in the position that. he's in, right? Like you just we have the patient GM when we need the wheeler and dealer, and you know it's like it's like when we needed Holland, we hired Shirelli, and when we hired Holland, we needed Rutherford or Zito or something. You know, like it's just the the timing's weird. You know, we put his gun to his head. We said the time is now and he rolled his dice and came up with Duncan fucking Keith. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never, I'm getting you a Keith jersey. It ruined our off season. (laughs) It was the snowball effect for everything else that happened. I'll never forgive him. (laughs) He's put up 14 14 points so far this year. He sucks. What what ruined the off season was, uh, Seattle taking Grubauer and then Colorado moving to take uh, Kemper and us losing out on a goalie. Yeah, that was a big part of it too, for sure. Yeah, I, I just, my my feeling on that and, you know, is that a good GM gets that shit done, right? Finds a way, right? Like you got it. You it, We've lost out on every potential goalie that's, you know, been out there. Some of them, although, you know, I, I don't. All, yeah. all of that goes goes back to Shirelli handcuffing with uh, Koskinen. Yeah, it could be, could <laughs> as be his last, uh, as his last hurrah. Yeah, uh, Holland. Like if we had Holland at the beginning of the decade of darkness, this team would be in a whole different scenario, right? Of course, we'd never see Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but Shirelli really, really messed things up in terms of, you know, the contracts that were left and that. And I just think it's hard to come back from that. But but you could start to come back from that, you know, to Dash's point with you don't sign Keith. And um and we did. And, well not sign. <laughs> Sorry, take take Keith and take that contract. Even, you know, even better would have been just to have Keith without you know, taking on the full brunt of that contract because then you'd have some options, but it just left us with no options up against the cap. I mean, I'm still not, um, I haven't actually looked into it because there's not been any reporting on it, but I'm still kind of curious in terms of what um, what it means for uh, the cap situation in, in Edmonton for the um, uh, Evander Kane contract. So it's at... Roughly two mil, but we might be able to get under the wire with all the IR and everything. I, you almost need a math degree in order to figure it all out. That's why Kyle Paris is not with the club right now. Yeah, yeah, and also Broberg, right? Like they were trying to save whatever little space they could here and there, um, you know, in order to get. Um, according to Puckpedia. On the Edmonton Oilers site, it says um, current cap space is uh, 2.7 million. Um, that's with a long-term IR pool of uh, 7.8 million. Uh, rosters full, but uh, contracts—we still have five contracts that we can sign, so still lots of room. Um, 
yeah, I guess, um, you know, I, I mean, obviously they got to have a puck or uh, a cap guru that uh, does all the working before they sign a contract. Otherwise, although, I mean, there's been mess ups before, right? GMs have messed up in the past. Yeah. All right. Five games off guys, five or five nights off. And then uh, Vegas up next. Durst, what do you think? You think, uh, you know, is this team ready now to um, take on the likes of Vegas? We uh, win out our games at hand. Uh, we catch Vegas where they're at right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean. So th- these are home games. We got three, three at home. We got Vegas. And then uh, quite nicely, we got Chicago. Uh, on the back-to-back, which I'll take. That's the order in which you want them, right? And then you've got the Islanders, which even I thought that they would come back with a little bit of a vengeance. They seem to be doing what the Islanders do. So, but you think, uh, do you think we have what it takes to beat Vegas right now? I think our goaltending is still the big question mark on this team. I, I, uh, you know, uh, Smith might get that start, but what kind of game do you get out of him? I mean, even if he doesn't get hurt in that game, what what kind of game do you get out of the guy? It's it's like he's starting all over again. Yeah, yeah, I, that's he's played six games this year. Yeah, so you know he hasn't played a lot. He's going to be coming in cold. It's nice you'll have, um, although a uh, couple of these. Uh, Days are mandated days off, right? Aren't they? How many yeah. of these five? How many of these five days off are mandated? Which means he can't. He's not going to get a lot of practice time in, like team practice time. So I'll be curious, uh, you know, how the run up. Of course, with Smith, maybe not playing too much is not a bad thing. Uh, and then Ve- and then uh, Chicago next night. Uh, your thoughts, Dash? You think we got what it takes to beat Vegas right now? No. Um, no. <laughs> I just <laughs> we, we like you we can talk like, about the fo- you, you actually seem a little bit disappointed in the team tonight. Like, like it's even just we, we had like it's win, great but, that we're five yeah. out of six, but that yeah, just we're yeah. still not playing good hockey. There's still a lot of errors there, and we're we're homers if we think that this is going to get us all the way into the playoffs and, and actually get us in a round. Like we're not yeah. like, uh, yeah. Duncan Keith has 14 points. Congratulations. That's fantastic. He got one, <laughs> one tonight. And while he was getting one point, he had three giveaways, no takeaways. He was on for six scoring chances for 13 against and was on for, two no zero high danger chances for and five high danger chances against and the team only gave up nine high danger chances the entire game yeah no so he's on the ice for over defense. half of them and yeah. that's against a second line of eller sprong and sheary yeah. like what do you, what's vegas gonna do to him I and the to- penalty he took like he was beat so bad he was beat bad exactly yeah, I, I hate lose to- your gap and that's what happens yeah i hate to question your your stats there but wasn't he on the ice when Drysaddle scored uh, off a give and go for, with Keith? That's a goal. With That's CC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I yeah, mean, you no, got an assist. Was, yeah, you got an assist. It's a high danger chance is not a goal. It's a chance. Yeah, and and um, goals don't count as high danger. Uh, who am I thinking of there that um, it got run earlier on in the year? The rookie got got beat that bad. Uh, had a real tough his first outing with the team. Fadoon? No, just kidding. no. Yeah, yeah, Fadoon. <laughs> oh, geez, man. Who am I thinking of here? Um. Anyway, like you know, that's the kind of like um, Samarukov. Yeah, Samarukov. Remember, he got like that's how bad he got beat that's tonight. Hell, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's how bad Samarukov got beat. Was the same. It was about as bad as as Keith got beat tonight, and he took a penalty for it too. Right? He's lucky he all he did was take a penalty for it because you know they could have easily scored on that one too. Next shift. Well, and tipping. Pass. His next shift after taking that penalty, he's lucky he didn't get in the blocks either. He was cross-checking pretty hard. I think he was trying to send a message like, we're not putting up with this anymore. Well, yeah, like, t- well and the refs weren't calling it, right? They had the ref in their, uh, the whistle in their pockets, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Tippett staples Con- uh, Sam Rukov's ass to the bench after three shifts like Duncan Keith has and doesn't play him for the rest of the game. And Duncan Keith does it, but Tippett doesn't have a choice. Who else is he going to roll out for his second D pairing? Yeah, first, that's goal. first goal wasn't exactly stellar defensive work either, but uh, we don't talk about bad about Bouchard either. No, Bouchard, Bouchard had a good game, though. Yeah, he had a good game. He is. He he's got a lot of work defensively, though. He needs like you know, he's got a lot of play work time to too. Yeah, yeah, he, he they did take off his power play time, which I mm-hmm. I know you guys. Um, we're all right with I, I personally I keep him out there I don't think uh, you know I think he was doing all the right things you know he's, um, five, he's got a little bit of patience with it and... five on five Evan Bouchard had a 61% Corsi tonight Duncan Keith had a 46 yeah it's crazy so yeah you can single out that mistake but Keith also made that same mistake being on the ice for a goal and was terrible the rest of the time or at least Bouchard carried his I'm just, just saying we should be equal opportunists here. Um, Bouchard's shot is, is the weapon on the point that I think we miss. And uh, I, I did like Barry out there tonight because it seemed like the puck was moving a little bit quicker. But when it goes in on, on your first series uh, right away, uh, probably buys him more, more games. Maybe you just answered my question that I was about to ask Durst, but uh... – you know, I, I put that out on Twitter earlier today too. You know, I, I my eye test tells me that we look better when Bouchard's quarterbacking that power play, right? He walks the line. He's, he walks the line better than Barry. He creates lanes better than Barry and gets the puck to the net, I think, better than Barry. He can shoot the puck from different angles. He can shoot the puck with a slap shot from, you know, different release points and and do these nifty little moves. But yet our power play has suffered statistically since Bouchard's been there. And it was a lot better, actually, with Barry on it. And here he's back tonight and tic-tac-toe, right? So is that your answer, Durst? Do you think they just move the puck quicker? Or what's what's the difference there? Because I, I feel I like... Tonight, I didn't feel like Barry was looking to shoot the puck on the point there on the power play at all. No, not he, at he all. Was, he was just looking to distribute side to side and keep it moving quick. 
that that's all I saw. But technically, if if he is shooting the puck like Bouchard does, that has to make the penalty killers respect that, right? You're going to spread their box out and have them, you know, play more aggressively to have to cover the D, which should create more lanes. So it's weird. I think that I think that works if it's a one timer. But if you're stopping it to take a look to make that shot, then you're buying buying the penalty kill time to to come out to you. Yeah, or but to cover it, or to cover. I mean, where do you get the stats though on the power play? I mean, I like don't forget one of those said today that shot volume is down almost 30 percent on the power play in the last 20 games and that dry but he's only been on there for 15 goals in the first 20 goals on the power play sorry 15 power play goals in the first 20 games they combined for on the power play in the last 21 games it's been three yeah but how many games has bouchard actually been on the power play was like well, no, I know he was yeah. only there for three yeah, or four so games. I, and like, maybe and he I, should have a bigger sample size. Yeah, but. like he, he needs a bigger sample size. Like I, I just and I think you know he. Um, there were a couple. There was that one time where they scored what seconds after the power play, so that doesn't count, right? But it was a power play goal, more or less. Time, right? yeah. yeah, I thought, you know, I thought he was getting the puck to the net. I mean, you got the thing is he's he's been on there. What is it? Has it been three or four games? I can't. It's like four yeah. games. And yeah, his first game games. there, they scored two goals. With right. the, He scored two power play yeah. goals within yeah. like the, 99 seconds of each other. Whereas it took uh, Tyson Berry the entire season to score two power play goals. Now, you got your on this, uh, you know, six point six game point streak. And maybe you're looking at Barry as a potential trade chip. I'm all right putting oh, one so. a power play then if they keep, you know, producing. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm all right with that then. But if that's what's, if that's what they have in mind, if this is Tippett's idea of how he wants to play, you know, the power play, I just think, look, you got a team like Washington, right? They, you know, they don't, A, they don't see the Oilers power play all the time. So they, their penalty you know, kill isn't yeah. good this year. And I mean, their penalty the kill is not good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of reasons why they could have scored tonight, but he, not exactly, you know, not exactly a textbook goal either. I mean, McDavid, uh, you know, no, and that was dry sidle and, and McDavid, right? Goal scores goal. Yeah. 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 It was a beauty. Um, but look like, you know, Barry, I think he did get one shot. He took one shot towards the net. I don't think it got fully there. I just think that's the difference. Um, you know, James on YouTube, uh, thanks for tuning in, James, says, if we trade Barry and Bouchard gets hurt, Nurse is brutal on the power play. I don't know that we've seen a lot of Nurse on the power play, though. I don't know if he's brutal on the power play, just we'd need him five on five. If we, we can't have him killing penalties and play 26 minutes a night, five on five, and play two minutes of a power play as well. We can't roll nurse out there for 35 minutes a game, or we'll see what we did in overtime last, last game. Yeah, and most you know, I, I would say that most, um, most teams don't have like backup after backup for the power play, right? Like look at, I mean, granted, uh, Washington's power play hasn't been great either. They're special teams in general, but without Ovi, right. They're nothing, even us without Nuge, right? Like, yeah, we'd to, have to fall to back on Keith right? probably, or we could yeah. go to five forwards probably. Yeah. But I, but so I, I, I think Barry's expendable. Uh, for more reasons than just the power play um, defensively. Oh, brother, if they're yeah. playing him on the power play right now to pump his value, then I hope he gets two minutes of every power play from here on. No, yeah, if that, you know, I mean, there's, and, and the other part in the Barry, 
you know, piece is, is the, um, is the salary piece, right? Like, you know, we could certainly use that, um, you know, for any number of different players that I think we'd get more out of than we get out of, uh, Tyson Berry. There's you a know, cute little defenseman in yeah. Seattle. He's right-handed. What's his name? Uh, I think he'd fit right in. Right, Adam Larson. Wonder if uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. Barry could be swapped out for a guy like that. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, four and a half mil. And we've got uh, Barry for another two seasons after this. So, you know, if no, you we can... don't because we're trading him at the deadline. Somebody yeah, else well, I mean, that's, seasons. you know, if you can get, uh, get rid of that because... Like the the term of that contract in and of itself, given the fact that you had Bouchard coming up and and uh, you knew you had to know. Like, I just don't. Some there are some things in the administration of this team that I don't get because everybody had to know what they had in Bouchard. Every fan knew, right? It's not like anybody's surprised at his what is it twenty four points and nine goals he's got. Right? Like, is there is there anybody out there that's saying, I can't believe this guy's getting points like he is? No, I mean, it was an expectation. Was there anybody that was surprised when he got a couple of uh, goals in that game when he got some power play time? No, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they might they might still be arguing that Barry's the right guy on there, but they're not surprised that Bouchard is doing this. So why do you sign Barry for you know for the extended term? in that instance and it's not a deal right like you know i you got to look beyond the numbers sometimes it's like you got to look past you know what the team is doing in the past six games just like you're doing dash which is to say we're still not good enough right we're still not good enough we gotta we gotta continue to get better and here are the ways we gotta get better um you just can't be you can't be content squeaking by every game you can't be content with hope, right? And puck luck, right? I know I talked about making your own puck luck, but you just, you, you got to continuously get better and, and make your team better. And, and, you know, there's just some things that are real big misses on this team. Uh, anyway, I've said, uh, uh, James says Holland panicking. I'm not quite sure what what you mean by that but that's uh that's cool i mean holland all oh panicking on the um berry signing it may be i, I mean holland is such a uh it was. patient guy i mean he doesn't panic on much but his but he's kind of being asked to panic that's what i referenced earlier like yeah. he kind of has a gun to his head because the organization has his chips moved in all in into the yeah. middle of the table the like the time is wrong. now and you know, like Duncan Keith was the signal for that. That was the first signal. And getting Evander Kane is the final signal we've seen recently. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's do or die now. It's now. I don't think Evander Kane was was a panic move. I think that's just being gifted. I didn't uh, say panic move. I just said yeah. do or die move because yeah. the time is now move. I think that's just being gifted, uh, you know, an opportunity there. And they were in a desperate spot. So they kind of they kind of did it. Um, it. It'll be pretty funny if that that little transaction is really what leads them to the playoffs you shouldn't be in that position yeah look you know i was critical of the Kane signing for a lot of reasons none of them are are the type of have to do with how good of a player he is 
right? Right. Like if if you know if we could if if I was capable of looking past all of those other things, and I'm not, although I'll you know I'm not one of the people that's going to boycott the Oilers, obviously. Um, but I wouldn't have signed him. But it's not. It has nothing to do with the player himself because he's look six seasons, twenty plus goals every season, right? You know, tops uh, for San Jose uh, last season, right? Like he he earned a contract, you know. So hey, and and you know, I I hundred percent get the argument that it's only for half a season. You know, and I think, and my my hope, like I think that's all he's capable of being good for, <laughs> right? Like, I like I really feel like just given his history that if you if you you know in the off season you say, hey, Kane, you had a great great little stretch there, we're gonna sign you for you know eight and six mil per, <laughs> then I think we screwed up somewhere. Well, then know? we got to trade yeah. play RV at the trade deadline. Yeah, too. yeah, and. You know, I, I just hope that doesn't happen, but I, well, look, that'll be probably you know, money. We won't yeah. be able to sign him otherwise. And we're, and we're a few games in and he's seemingly, you know, he's kept his cool. He's, um, you know, there's some people on uh, Twitter think he's not that stupid that he would, you know, kick himself uh, in the course of 40 games, 40 plus games in the playoffs. Well, he did this for 17 games in San Jose too. He lit it up and yeah. kept his nose clean and it got him a monster contract. Yeah, so he could do that here, and that's what he wants. He need, and that's what he needs. He needs a monster contract next season. I, I just hope he doesn't get it in Edmonton. Um, so hey, good, good move in terms of um, the player. Bad move in my mind for any number of other reasons, and and agree or disagree. Um, by the way, if you haven't yet, you can go on to heavyhockey.com. Mike Dursa wrote um, an open love letter to Vander Kane on there um <laughs> it's a little sappy <laughs> it's a little bit sappy it's half preachy half sappy yeah just kidding there's i <laughs> know no, no it's it a good, great article it was a good article yeah, it was a good article uh, I, can't, I can't i can't razz him on that one he did a bang up job there so. yeah he's what do you guys some, think like i mentioned larson qualities. jokingly obviously but like yeah. do you think there's a, a deal out there that we can get larson pull off a defenseman without having oh, a to get you know, if we're giving up Barry without having to give up a first or without having to give up a prospect or, you know, like I, I was listening to the radio, was it this morning or yesterday when they were talking to a Montreal reporter about how they thought that team was going to go and the new GM's first move would likely be moving Ben Sherratt, you know, and that's been a name that's been linked to Edmonton in the past. So there's clearly yeah. some sort of interest there, right? That's that left-handed stay-at-home defenseman that probably – you know, a guy like that we should have got instead of Keith. Um, but I look at the free agent tra- uh, free agent tracker for defensemen for 2022, and you know, and obviously there's got to be a team that's a seller. <clears throat> um, but you know, Subban in New Jersey. I'm not saying these are all viable. I'm just telling you who's available. Um, I'm sure Latang stays and resigns in Pittsburgh. Giordano is the captain in Seattle, but Boychuk in Buffalo. It's a right-handed defenseman that's done that before. You know, Strawman in Arizona. Um, Letty and in uh, in his buddy Iserman's backyard. So I don't know. There, there's maybe some potential for some guys that I think could fill that role. But like we've got to move Barry out and move some money around to get it done. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a there's the thing is, um, 
you know, which you said it, it, all these players, right? Like all of them are better than 50% of our D <laughs> right. That like, are in place right now. Petrie wants out of Montreal. Klingberg wants out of Dallas. Like, I don't know. Petrie would be a funny one, wouldn't it? <laughs> I joked with Dursa that uh, Mac T would still figure out how to block the trade somehow. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Durst? What do you think? Is there a D D man available for us out there? Seem to focus on having puck moving D now, and and what we're lacking is mm-hmm. is a is a D with some physicality in their game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you noticed Nima Linen when he he got a few games up here, but mm-hmm. it's basically a rookie. Um, and Sam so Rukov, same kind of player too. And I think those guys are coming, but they're not so here yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. So if you could find a more more veteran guy with. Uh, you know, that physicality in their game, I think that would, that would really help. But still the biggest problem with the Keith deal is, is taking on the full salary. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not like Dash. I, I haven't hated the guy as a, as a player. I think on, on some nights he's, he's, he's been fine. And, um, you know, Low Tide said the other day, he's been good since December 1st, uh, excluding tonight, I guess, cause he said that yesterday, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, he, he he's he'll change right. his tune. Well, he's he's been all right, and the and the passing you know has been good, and we get out of our end, but we just don't have you know D that are bring a physical edge to their to their game. Nurse can do that, but you don't want him in the penalty box, so he kind of lets. Well, he's off the him. only one we have that can do that, right? You watch Montreal last year, like what would yeah. Shea Weber led the charge of guys just like that. Yeah. So, and if you're trying to, you know, peak at the right time in the playoffs and the playoffs, especially you need those D that can, you know, not only take a hit, but give give a hit and, and kind of survive a series and protect the front of the net, make people scared to go to the paint. You know, like, I don't think the Oilers are tough to play against. I don't think the opposition go right up on the chalkboard and go better make sure you know when Zach Cassian's on yeah, those. I mean, like, yeah they actually do <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that they yeah. can send out their first line and he's, he's built, but, yeah. he's, he's built like a coke machine he's a big yeah. guy but you yeah. know I think all yeah, season, I think all season I've only seen him really lay one you know pretty good check I've and, been pretty and, happy with CC though yeah yeah uh, but to his point he's not a physical player I think no, you guys he's are both not. right I've been happy yeah, yeah. with this season too but not on not from a physical standpoint necessarily yeah um yeah funny um I didn't. I didn't hear this comment, but uh, James on YouTube says McTavish said recently his biggest mistake was trading Petrie. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. I I didn't hear that, but better but, calling Justin Schultz the next Norris Trophy winner. But yeah, we'll give it to the Petrie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. His most regrettable trade and his most regrettable comment all in one there. Yeah. I mean, there's um. Yeah, there's, but the thing is, there are there are defensemen available out there. Defense, yep. obviously, though, um, is secondary to goaltending, right? Like big time. Yeah, you know, uh, goaltending has to be the first need. But having said that, I mean, if you want, if you want this team to go anywhere in the playoffs, then there, then there, it's either you get a goaltender and another defenseman, or you know, just say we're going to try and do our best in the playoffs this year. Like it is, the two of them are in, are a need. Maybe one is more important than the other, but um, you know, you could have the best goalie in the league, and this defense is still going to give up some pretty damn 
good opportunities uh, that um, that they shouldn't. Uh, Still way so, too many high danger yeah. scoring chances. Yeah, way too many. So I um you know I mean it's got to be both, right? The yeah. other thing um you know I thought was um both good and bad. I thought we won a game tonight, which was probably one of the more physical games we've played in a very long time, like against arguably one of the more physical physical teams in the league and we won which was good but at the same time we came out a little bit wanting i thought right like we you know we we didn't look like you know we could uh, we we'd never last a full series against these guys right like we'd last about two games before everybody was uh, too banged up and bruised uh, to get to the uh, rink right mm-hmm. um you know, you, you might pull off one like we did tonight, but you're not going to win a full series against a team like that in the playoffs. It comes out and brings it every night. We need more. <laughs> we need more, right? Like we were talking about Cassian earlier. You know, like you got to have these guys come out and and play, you know, that way. They got to be able to, right? Like they they just have to be more physical. We need it on the back end. We need it everywhere on this team and uh and so this is maybe to your point about the defenseman right like that's kind of one of the areas it starts Big time. um I, I you know what i loved uh um pull little uh run to the net there tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Me you too. know what you know what i love is he's maybe the only guy that can run the goalie like that like he and not Nobody's like mad after they leave. Like they kind of got that shit grin on his face, <laughs> yeah. and they just look at him and think he's a human bobblehead and go, "Ah, it's all right." <laughs> he's the only guy. Like they all, they had a little talk with him, but like, <laughs> I feel or like they're secretly they're... terrified of him because he's a huge man. But whatever, <laughs> he, he is big. Like he can hit. He can do a lot of things uh, yeah. really well. I really hope that he gets his game uh, moving in the next uh, next couple, and I think he will. I think he's. Um, you know, he's just got to get a little bit of confidence. I wish he hadn't given it back to dry for the, uh, for the Hattie the other night and just pushed it on net. Uh, man. Yeah. All right, guys. We're, uh, we're well over hour and 15 short, short one tonight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shall I remind the listeners what you said pre pre pod yeah. about uh, being able to go all night? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I want to say um, uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in. Uh, there's quite a few of you on a number of different uh, platforms tonight. Really appreciate you, J- James. Uh, all the comments. Uh, it's welcome. I love. Um, yeah, I James love when people around. are heavy uh, hockey family. We love it. Yeah, we love when people are commenting, and uh, I know Shannon's usually in on that. And um, Bryce, thank you for that. And uh, everybody that's there on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, uh, thanks for tuning in as usual. Uh, please do us a favor. Um, you know, we want to build up the YouTube, get more followers. More followers, of course, means more commentary and people to talk to uh, when we're not talking to you. So uh, do that. Hit the subscribe button tell your friends that's youtube.ca slash heavy hockey it's pretty easy to find and hit the subscribe button we're going to have more content some uh shorter content as well along with these live episodes uh so durst has um promised us that he'd do uh, at least a five minute little uh thing every day um and so uh, we're happy about that 
<laughs> he has not. He has not. In fact, I'm not Michael, even sure. Michael, have you talked to Kim about this? I'm, I'm not even sure he knows how to use this phone. So we're... <laughs> so we're... <laughs> Oh man. All right. No, I appreciate, uh, appreciate everybody, uh, getting in on, on everything. Um, James asks if this is always post game. I don't, it has been lately. And, um, and I would love, I would love to do that. Uh, you know, um, but I'm this next Oilers stretch. I mean, that would be every night, (laughs) right? Every second night. Isn't that what it's going to be? I don't know. You guys pass it around the heavy hockey fountain. I'm sure. Yeah, you guys want to just do post game from now on? Is that uh, what we're gonna do? It's a lot I just of, love talking hockey with you boys. I don't care when it is. It's a lot of late nights for us in Atlantic Canada. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. Well, you know what? Well, James, we'll probably do more post games because I think we've had some fun with it and it's been a good interaction and and there's something fresh to talk about. So appreciate you asking yeah. the question. Uh, Durst, any last? Uh, uh, well. Uh, well, we'll give Durst the um, the last uh, last word tonight because was his show. Um, <laughs> dash, a, dash anything. Uh, I'm going to shut up. Dash, you go. Hand it off to Durst. Durst, you know the drill. Once you say goodnight, I'll hit the end screen. Uh, say whatever you will, guys. Um, just remember, I know where you live. Have a good night, everybody. But uh, you guys, uh, you're up. All right. Well, for me, I would just like to say that I think like this is just more ebbs and flows of the season. Um, you know, it's been up and down. It's been a roller coaster. We've all been riding it together here. Um, you know, when you break down the season, um, you know, not verbatim, but like win six, lose one, win six, lose two, win six, lose six, win two, lose seven. You know, like those. that's, you know, now five out of six we've won and points in six straight. Like, yeah. we're streakier than Frank Ricard when he's running through the quad and down through the gymnasium. Um, but you know, it's nice to see the good points. It's nice to see the special teams back. It's nice to see some puck luck back. It's, uh, nice to, you know, be watching games and be excited. There's a few times I jumped right out of my chair. I know you said it before the podcast, Michael, when Nuge scored, like that's as loud as you've cheered in a while. And like, I mean, my, my heart was pounding and it feels great for sure. So, um, I just like to say, thanks for being on tonight, even though it was incredibly distracting, um, given that Dursa's legs were showing like Sharon stone and basic instinct, most of this, but, um, uh, I just appreciate being on your show. I don't know how I follow that up. Uh, dash, I I'm sitting on the chair, but, uh, people only can see down to about the bottom of my Oilers logo. So, uh, Thanks for spoiling the secret of me kind of doing the Zoom call naked here. Well, except when you're talking, Michael puts you on all by yourself. And uh, I don't know, your knees look hotter than the back of that leather chair with by the fire right now. Yeah, nobody can see the fire, unfortunately. Um, so thanks for having us on, Mr. Hebert. Um, everybody out there, uh, if you haven't heard already, uh Sunday, one o'clock in Alberta time in the afternoon. I think that's four o'clock uh, out in Halifax. And I believe it is nine o'clock in Slovenia. Special guest Robbie Shrimp, former oiler, is going to join us. Uh, we'll talk a little Trevor Zegres before Trevor Zegres, uh, you know, doing uh, shootout moves with the Michigan on, on the fly. And 
Mr. Shrimp breaks down plays like he's the second coming of Howie Meeker. I'm really excited for that. So uh, keep your sticks on the ice, keep reaching for the stars, and go Oilers go. We'll see you Sunday at 1. Oilers Live.